Welcome, wrestling fans from around the world to In the Ring with Brandy. I'm your host, Brandy, and on this show, we talk about all things wrestling from AEW to Impact, Ring of Honor, WWE's Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. On tonight's show, I'm going to be covering Raw and SmackDown from 9 6, 9 10, 9 13, and 9 17. So let's jump into the action from Raw from 9 13. And we're going to be bouncing back and forth between 9.13 and 9.6. So, let's get into the action, shall we? Jump into the ring and let's go. Okay, Monday Night Raw for 9.13 and 9.6. Big E opens Raw. And he's, you know, he's here. We all know he's the Money in the Bank contract winner. And he's got that money. And he's kind of been teasing back and forth between Raw and SmackDown as to whether who he's going to cash in on. Well, on social media, he had said that he was going to cash in on somebody on Raw for Monday night. So, of course, Big E comes out. Happy to see Big E. He comes out, and, you know, he's doing his whole thing and talking about how he's going to do, you know, what he's going to do. And we all, it's going to be interesting to see who Big E cashes in on. Because, you know, it's for, you know, what, is it going to be Roman or is it going to be Bobby Lashley? Is he just teasing us? Is he just telling us he's going to cash in on somebody and he's actually not going to? You, you, with the Money in the Bank contract winner, you never know when they're going to cash in. We all remember when Miz was, was the Money in the Bank contract winner. He teased it for a long time. Seth Rollins did the same thing. You, know, you never know. They may say they're going to do it, and then they don't do it. It's just their way of sh you know, shaking up the champions and making them question as to when they're going to do it, and basically making them have their head on a swivel looking for when they're going to do it. RK Bro comes out during Big E's little speech. Now, for those of you who don't know, WWE, excuse me, sorry for using AEW, AEW is not involved in this, guys. WWE had announced originally Bobby Lashley's match with Randy Orton was supposed to be at Extreme Rules for the WWE World Title. WWE decided at the last minute to change it and push Randy Orton forward to Monday Night Raw on 9-13 to face Bobby Lashley for the WWE title. Now, in my personal opinion, I don't like that. You set up a championship match, you highly expect to keep it at a pay-per-view. We all know the reputation of when you put them on Monday Night Raw or on Friday Night SmackDown. Nine times out of ten, that title's not going to change hands. It stays with whoever the champion is. To me, this kind of a high-caliber fight should have been an Extreme Rules. It really should have been. It's not fair to Bobby Lashley, and it's definitely not fair to Randy Orton because they deserve to shine at Extreme Rules. Not to say that they won't shine on, you know, Monday Night Raw, but in my opinion, in my personal opinion, I think that it would have been better to do it at Extreme Rules. You guys might disagree. And if you do, give me a shout on social media. Tell me why you think that it should be tonight instead of Extreme Rules. Don't quite know. Not quite sure. But like I said, then again, Big E's teasing that he's going to cash in tonight. So, that's even more sets the stakes even higher for Randy Orton and Bobby Lashley because they've got to be highly concerned that they're going to be in the middle of a match and Big E going to come in and cash in on them. They've got to have their head on a swivel, which is going to make this match even harder for them to focus on if they're worried about when Big E's going to cash in and if he's going to cash in. To me, 
that was not fair to Bobby Lashley and that was not fair to Randy Orton because they didn't get the chance to shine at the pay-per-view. And if you're going to do that match tonight, how is that fair to Finn Balor and Roman Reigns? They're defending the title. You know, Roman's defending the title at uh, Extreme Rules like it's Finn Balor. So why would that be fair to them to be, you know, that's a lot of pressure on Finn and Roman to shine at Extreme Rules when there isn't another championship match going on on Raw at Extreme Rules. To me, that wasn't fair to all four competitors who, you know, are giving it their all for those titles. You're putting too much pressure on one group and not give, you know, not giving the other group a chance to show what they can do. That's my opinion. But, of course, like I said, RK Bro comes out and interrupts. Well, in the middle of this, of course, Bobby Lash and MVP come out because we all know what's going on with him and Randy Orton tonight. We all know what's happening. So, of course, Bobby Lash is going to come out and defend himself and everything that they're doing with him and Randy Orton. They all have mics, of course. And, of course, Big E says he intends to cash in on someone tonight. He didn't say who. He just said someone. MVP, of course, makes it clear that Big E won't cash in on Orton or Lashley. He's just, you know, breathing, you know, blowing smoke. He's not going to say anything. He's not going to do anything. He's just talking the big talk and not going to do anything about it. Because when he's scared to do it on either one of them. And in my opinion, it would be very difficult unless you can get Lashley, get Lashley down. And I mean, really get him down. To cash in on him. Same goes for Randy. We all know the Viper. It's very hard to take the Viper down. And it's very hard to keep him down. So it would be very risky to cash in on the both of them if they are at full strength. It would be very hard to take them both on. It would be very difficult to cash in on either one of them. So I'm kind of with MVP there. I'm not quite sure that you're even going to do it. Because you're going against two competitors. Two bulls in the ring that are going to take you out if you, if you try. And of course we don't want Big E to have a failed cash in. To me that would not be fair to Big E. Big E has come so far in his career. I don't think it would be fair for it to be. You know for him to do a cash in. And it be a failed cash in. But of course MVP tells him he doesn't think he's going to cash in on either one of them. Randy lets him know. Lets him all know. Look. It has been 14 years since me and Lashley have faced each other in a ring. He goes, look, that he goes, I went to the powers that be in WWE to get this match tonight instead of the Extreme Rules. We all dang well know that Randy had no say-so in this. Nick Khan and the rest of the you know WWE officials, they're the ones that decided, oh, we're going to pull it from Extreme Rules. For whatever reason, they punished Randy and Lashley. And to me, that was not fair to either one of them because they're both great in-ring competitors. I don't know what big plans they have for Lashley at Extreme Rules. I don't know what big plans they have for you know the WWE title. I don't know what's going to happen now that they've pulled this. But he says he did it. MVP disses Big E, and Lashley says he's not scared of Brock. He's not scared of Brock Lesnar, who's over in SmackDown. Really? You're not scared of Brock Lesnar? I'm telling you right now, guys, I would love to see Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. Because I'm telling you right now, Lashley would probably wipe the floor with Brock Lesnar. I mean, Brock Lesnar's only got a couple of finisher moves, and that's it. It's nothing really impressive. I mean, he might have changed since then, since back then, but he's not impressed me so far. Not to say that I'm excited to see what, you know, what he might have in, you know, under his hat, but I don't think he could take on the Almighty. I really don't think he could. But he tells us, no, I'm not, he lets Brock, no, I'm not scared of you. I'm not afraid of you at all. Not, not in the least. He says, and I'm not scared of you either, Randy. 
And tonight I'm going to beat you. Tonight I'm going to wipe the floor with you. And if Biggie tries to cash in, I'm going to take him out too. I'm, I'm not scared of either one of you. Don't even try that with me, Biggie. I'm not. I'm not like Roman, who's on the edge of whether you're going to get me or not. You know the Biggie man's coming after me. I'm not scared of you. I'm not scared of you at all. And I know you're not going to cash in on me, so I'm not too worried. Well, when he's got his mind focused on Biggie, he's not paying attention. Randy does what he did last week. RKO out of nowhere. RKO slashing leaves him laying in the ring. If he can get that, you know, the three most destructive words in wrestling history on Lashley again tonight for that title, we're going to see Randy Orton with the WWE title again, and if he he could get really Orton will be a two, uh, you know a double champ. It could get really ugly, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens with this. Now let's rewind back to nine six. Raw opens with New Day telling us about their tag team, Turmoil. The Viking Raiders, of course, come out. They're next. And, of course, Monsoor Ali, then Lucha, Lucha House Party, then T-Bar, Gender Mace. They're all in this together. Whoever wins this tie, again, wins this, gets a shot at Randy Orton and Matt Riddle. Randy Orton and Matt Riddle have been playing a lot of role. They've been literally opening and closing Raw for the last couple of weeks. And it's getting really interesting that they're actually giving Matt Riddle this kind of a push. I kind of like it. I think it's cool. Interesting to see. Because it's something different. It's something we're not used to. We're not used to this. And it's absolutely incredible to see this. Of course, AJ and almost they're in this tag team turmoil. Where MVP and Bobby Lashley decide they're going to put themselves in it too. At the last second. At the last second, they decide, oh, we want to be in it too. Because Lashley wants to be a double champ. Really, Lashley? Really? I mean, to me, this just sounds a little fishy. I'm not sure if Adam Pierce is going to, or him and Sunday DeVille are going to agree to putting Lashley and MVP in this at the last second. Don't know. We're going to have to wait to find out. Now, let's fast forward to 913. Charlotte versus Shayna Baszler championship contenders match. If Shayna can beat Charlotte, she gets a future shot at the women's Raw Women's Championship. I love Shayna. I do. I absolutely love her. I've loved her since she was in NXT. She's an incredible, you know, in-ring performer. Like I told you guys, I stand by my women's division no matter what promotion they're in. Shayna's incredible. Charlotte, on the other hand, she's kind of getting on my nerves just a little bit. But then part of me feels sorry for her because I know why she, this why she's where she is. Because they're so scared that they're going to lose her to AEW or Impact. One of them that they're using Charlotte to keep her there. And that's how I feel about it. I feel like Charlotte's getting used. She's a pawn on Nick Khan and Vince McMahon's chessboard. And she's getting used so that they don't lose her to somewhere else. Because they know if they lose Charlotte... Like they lost Adam Cole, like they lost Ruby Soho, like they lost, you know, Brian Danielson. They're scared that if they lose her the same way that they lost these other people they've let go or that have walked away and said, we're done, that it could, it could kill them in the ratings. It could kill them completely. So they're scared to lose Charlotte. I, I, I get it. 
But I don't think Charlotte's going anywhere. I don't think Charlotte's going to leave WWE. She's going to have to have a good reason to leave WWE. She really is. She's going to have to have something that just really is her breaking point before she leaves. Because I know her fiancé's over in AEW right now, Andrade. They know he's over there. They know Ric Flair's over there being his, his manager. So that, you know, they had that concern. And I get your concern, but don't use her like a little pawn on your chessboard. Because you're afraid she's going to leave. If she leaves, she leaves. There's nothing you can do to stop it. There's nothing you can do. If Charlotte wants to go, she's going to go. But I don't see her leaving. That's the thing. I don't see her leaving. Charlotte, of course, versus Shayna. This is an incredible match. And we all know what happened last week involving Nia Jax and Charlotte. Shayna kind of tried to help her out, caused some outside interference, and it cost Nia the match. So I'm kind of curious as if Nia's going to get involved in this because Nia feels like Shayna cheated her. This feud between Nia and Shayna is boiling over, and it's going to boil over in a very nasty way because these two are no longer on the same page. They're against each other. They were incredible as a team, and now... They're against each other, and I'm looking forward to seeing where this feud goes between the two of them if it escalates to a feud, and the way it's going, it looks like it's going to. It's going to be an interesting match, but this was a good match. This really was between Charlotte Flair and Shayna Baszler. Charlotte did not disappoint, and neither did Shayna. It was an incredible match between these two ladies, and they actually really showcased what the Raw Women's Division is all about. These two girls are absolutely powerhouses in that division. They can stand on their own without backup. They're that good. And it was, <clears throat> I mean, it was. It was a good match. Excuse me. It was an incredible match. Absolutely incredible. Of course, Charlotte did win that, but that was because of Nia Jax. Nia come out and did the same thing that Shayna did to her last week and caused a distraction, costing Shayna the match. Shayna wasn't happy. Shayna walked off. I told you guys, this is heading toward a feud between these two ladies, and it's going to be a nasty feud between these two. Well, after it happened, we all know that Alexa last week come out and did her little hi to Charlotte. We're all wondering... What is up with Alexa Bliss? What Are they going to let Alexa take on Charlotte? I could get on board for that. That would be incredible. That would be absolutely amazing. We all know now, after this match, that Alexa is facing Charlotte Flair for the women's, the Raw Women's Championship at Extreme Rules. We know this is going to get ugly between these two women, and we know what Alexa's capable of, especially with Lily. We know what she's capable of. So if Charlotte's going to have a serious fight on her hands. This isn't Rhea Ripley. This isn't uh, Nikki Ash. This isn't Nia Jax. This isn't Shayna Baszler. This is a whole different ball game she's playing with. And toying with Alexa at the height that Alexa's in now, I wouldn't do it. I would not do it. I would have my eyes wide open and paying close attention to what Alexa's up to because never underestimate Lily. We don't we know what Lily's capable of. And you can only imagine what Lily could do to Charlotte given the opportunity. Wouldn't put a pasture. But Alexa comes out and she's with Lily and she has a present for Charlotte. And Charlotte's sitting up there and she tells her, Look, I have a gift for you. Charlotte says, no disrespect, Alexa and Lily, but no, I don't want the present. And she's like, oh, come on. You know you want it. You love presents. Back and forth, yes, no, yes, no. 
Charlotte goes, okay, you guys know I love presents, and she takes it. We all know Charlotte loves presents. Any present Charlotte can get, she loves it. She takes it. She unwraps it, and it's Charlie. It's a doll that looks like Lily, but it's dressed like Charlotte. Even has a little raw, you know, women's uh, title. Has the cute little, you know, has the blonde hair. It's like the jacket, the robe. It's identical to Charlotte. Identical. Charlotte's unimpressed with Alexa's shenanigans. Absolutely unimpressed with this doll. And she's making fun of the doll. And of course, like I told you, Alexa tells her the, the doll's name is Char uh, Charlie. Absolutely love it. It's incredible. She, you know, she's making fun of the doll and playing with it and blah, blah, blah. You know, making fun of Alexa. And, you know, she 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 says, I just don't have time to play with you. If you want this title, you're going to have to beat me. Well, Charlotte makes a move at Alexa. And Alexa turns the tables on Charlotte. Taking Charlotte. Charlotte didn't see it. She had no idea. She's used to Little Miss Bliss. She's not used to the Fiend's version of Alexa Bliss. This is a different Alexa. This Alexa was trained and taught by former WWE superstar, the Fiend, a.k.a. Bray Wyatt. She learned everything from this man. So she is a totally different Alexa Bliss. Charlotte wasn't prepared for her. Like I told you, it's going to be interesting at Stream Worlds what happens between Alexa Bliss and Charlotte. And will Alexa get that title off Charlotte? Could we see it actually happen? Could Alexa get bested by Lily and Alexa? I mean, could Charlotte get bested by Lily and Alexa? Is it possible? It's possible. We're going to have to wait and find out. We're all just going to have to sit back together and find out. Now let's rewind back to 9-6. I told you guys about the tag team turmoil. Of course, RK Bro comes out to watch the match. And, you know, there's, you know, we all know last week that MVP and them tried to take the titles off of RK Bro and they failed. And they're sure sitting there watching. And, of course, it is, of course, New Day and them in the, you know, in the ring. And it's an incredible thing. It's the New Day versus the Viking Raiders. Absolutely, absolutely incredible fight between the two. Viking Raiders get eliminated by the New Day. Okay, well, we all know in a tag team turmoil. It gets harder as it goes. The longer you're there, the harder it gets. So now it's New Day versus Jinder Mahal and Veer. Absolutely another great match. Back and forth, incredible match between these two. Veer and Jinder get eliminated. Now it's getting harder because you've been in there for two matches already. Now you're going into your third. It's going to get more difficult for the New Day to maintain their hold and maintain their spot by eliminating more. So then it turns to the Lucha House Party. They come out next. That, that's an incredible match between the two of them. You have to go check out New Day and Lucha House Party. It's incredible. Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods, they do an incredible job. They really do. It's incredible to watch them. Of course, again, Lucha House Party gets eliminated. New Day's still in it. Now they've been in three matches. You can imagine that this fourth match is going to be even more difficult because you are, you're tired out. You're wore out from having to battle three already, and now you're going into the fourth. It's go, as Corey points out and Byron points out, it's going to get harder as you go. And it has because you've already been in three, and you're going into your fourth. The next one, of course, is Mason Tubar. Now it's getting hard because you've got Mason T-Bar in there. It's going to get even more difficult. And this match, 
Mason T-Ball showed us how nasty they can actually get. And it's absolutely a brutal match between the between these two teams. New Day giving it all they got. Mason T-Bar giving it all they got. I was pretty sure that New Day was going out right here because it's Mason T-Bar. Nope. Mason T-Bar get eliminated by the New Day. Now you've been in four matches. You're going into your fifth. Your, your body's fatigued. Your body's tuckered out. It can't do it anymore. It's going to have. A, it's going to struggle just to make it to the. And you'll make it to the top rope. Well, of course, their next team, of course, is Ali and Mansoor. But Mason T. Bar, they're not happy with the loss. They're not happy with the loss at all. And instead of going to the back, they decided to take out not only. Mansoor and Ali, because we know they've had, been having a few with Mansoor and Ali, but they take out the New Day as well. They destroy these two teams before they even get a chance to fight each other. They destroy, destroy them both because they're mad that they lost. Sore losers. Absolutely sore losers. And they absolutely destroy them. Well, Sonny Deville and Adam Pierce come out. And basically stop it right there. They're saying, no, 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 This is not going to end this way. This is not how we're going to do this. this is, you know, I agree with them. It wasn't fair to Ali and Mansoor, and it definitely wasn't fair to the New Day because they were having an incredible match. Mason T-Bar didn't, you know, Mason T-Bar had no right to do it. And poor Mansoor and Ali didn't even get a chance to get in the ring and have a match. They were took out outside the ring. That wasn't fair. So, of course, they let us know that they're pausing this match. The tag team turmoil is going to be paused. To give Ali and Mansoor time to recoup and give the New Day time to rest after this brutal attack by Mason T Bar. And later on in the night, we'll finish the tag team turmoil match with the other teams. And it will start out, of course, with New Day and Mustafa Ali and uh, Mansoor. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that one. Now, we <laughs> fast forward to 913. Drew McIntyre and the Viking Raiders versus Veer, Shanky, and Gender in a six-man tag team match. This feud between Gender and Drew has been absolutely brutal. They have been back and forth, back and forth. I mean, it has been absolutely brutal between these two. I said this feud was going to be incredible. I said this feud might be absolutely a monster of a feud. It really has been. Drew and Gender have tore each other apart. And now you've got the Viking Raiders involved and Veer and Shanky. You can only, I mean, Drew's got some great backup against Veer and Shanky. Because really, when Drew faces Gender, he's kind of outnumbered because of Veer and Shanky. So to put the Viking Raiders in, it's more of a fair, even ground fight. And it really is a good fight between these two. Absolutely incredible six man tag team. Absolutely incredible. And it ends with Drew and the Viking Raiders winning that six-man tag team match. Guys, it was incredible. It was abs absolutely incredible fight. Back. Let's rewind back to 9-6. Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus. The winner will take on Damian Priest for the United States title at Extreme Rules. I kind of like this. You're rekindling a feud between Drew and Sheamus. We've had this feud with Drew and Gender going on. You're rekindling a feud between him and Sheamus. I like it. Their feud the first time was absolutely epic. So it's going to be interesting when you put the United States title opportunity into this. It could get nasty. And it is a brutal fight between these two. Absolutely brutal fight between these two. But of course it ends with Sheamus winning the opportunity to face Damian Priest at Extreme Rules for the United States title. He gets his rematch 
Not quite sure if Seamus is going to be able to take this off of Damian Priest. I just don't think he can. I'm not saying that he's not capable of it, but I don't think he can. We're going to have to watch this one really closely and see what happens as it gets closer to extreme rules and see what happens between Seamus and Damian Priest. It's going to be interesting to see how this goes down. Fast forward to 9-13. Damian Priest versus Jeff Hardy for the United States Championship. This is an incredible fight. Gotta give props to Jeff Hardy where the props are due. Jeff Hardy has been incredible in WWE. He has absolutely been incredible. And he's been put against some of the most toughest competitors he could have been put against. And he does a great job. He shines Every time he's in that ring. So when you put him in the ring with Damian Priest, you know it's going to be an incredible match. And it really was between these two. It was an amazing match, especially with the United States title on the line. It was incredible. I love seeing Damian Priest do these open challenges. I do. It kind of brings back to the old days when John Cena used to do open challenges. I like it. It's a nice little change of pace from what we're used to seeing all the time on Raw. And I like that. I like that about this. I really do. And of course, Damian Priest retains. But afterwards, because of what happened last week and Sheamus getting the opportunity, he comes out and attacks both Damian Priest and Jeff Hardy. He goes to attack Damian Priest. Damian Priest broke kicks it. He uses Sheamus' own move against him and bro kicks Sheamus out of the ring. Bro kicks him. I love this. I love this feud between Damian Priest and Sheamus because it's getting interesting. Damian Priest is learning a lot from Sheamus. And Sheamus is learning a lot from Damian. These two guys are powerhouse fighters. They're incredible to watch not only in the ring, outside the ring. Damian Priest is absolutely amazing. I love him. I absolutely do. I think he's incredible. And him as the United States champion, oh yeah. Absolutely incredible. On the flip side, Sheamus is incredible. We all know he is. When he's a champion, he's lethal. So, at Extreme Rules, it's going to be interesting as to what what extremes he'll go to to get, those, to get that title back. To get, as he puts it, me gold back. It's going to be interesting to see what happens between the two of them. It really is. And I'm looking forward to seeing it at Extreme Rules. Some of you guys may disagree. Some of you guys might think that it's pointless to have Sheamus versus Damian Priest. You want to see something else. I get that. I absolutely get it. WWE seems to have this pattern of using the same people. I agree with you. I totally agree with you. I could be more on board with Drew versus Damian Priest. That, yeah, that's kind of, But maybe they have other plans for Drew. I don't know. Especially with Randy Orton. And Bobby Lashley putting the title on the line tonight could get interesting. Could get interesting because we all know the rule. Drew can't go for that WWE title as long as Lashley has it. Could be interesting. Could you imagine a kindling feud between Randy Orton and Drew? That could get, that could get very, very hairy and could get very, very interesting. Going to be interesting to see what happens here. really is. And we got the Superstar Shake-Up coming up. For those of you who don't know what the Superstar Shake-Up is, and you're not quite sure what it is, it's basically a draft. It's between SmackDown and Raw. You can see people move. Last Superstar Shake-Up, we saw New Day get split apart. Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods went to Raw, and Big E went to SmackDown. It, it can happen. Anything can happen in a Superstar Shake-Up, and we know it's coming up. 
And so it's going to be interesting to see where this all plays and where this all falls. Normally, there's a very rarity, but sometimes it happens. The titles swap spots. The Universal title will go to Raw and the WWE title will go to SmackDown. Sometimes that happens. It's not always the case, but sometimes it does. So keep in mind, some of your favorite superstars could end up on the other side on a different brand. That's just I mean, extreme rules is going to set the pace. It's going to set the pace for what is coming and what we can expect. Could we see Damian Priest leave Raw and go to SmackDown? It's possible. Could we see Sheamus leave Raw and go to SmackDown? It's possible. We don't know. We won't know till the Superstar Shakeup. So now we have Nikki Ash versus Tamina. We all know what's been going on between these four women. Natalia, Tamina, Rhea, and Nikki. We know this fight between these four ladies and how brutal it has gotten and how extreme it's gotten. We know that it's eventually going to escalate to those Raw Tag Team Championships. We know it's going to escalate to the Women's Tag Team Champs. It's going to escalate to that because it's just getting to that point to where Nikki and Rhea are just dominating things right now. And Tamina and Natalya are trying to hang on, but they're also turning heelish, which is making them more interesting and more exciting. And this is a great matchup between these two. I love Nikki Ash. I wasn't quite sure about her gimmick at first, but I've kind of got on board of it now. I kind of like it. So it's interesting to see. And this has been a great feud between these four competitors. Great feud between these four ladies. But like I said, it's going to escalate to those tag team championships. That's what it's going to escalate to. Nikki Ash and Tamina don't disappoint. They do not disappoint. Nikki Ash defeats Tamina. And it's a shocker. Because, really, you see Tamina kick out of that pin that she had. And you actually hear the announcer say that Tamina won, but in truth, Nikki won. You're confused, but in the, in the, in the books, in the record books, it's going to be Nikki beat Tamina. Not quite sure what happened here. It was a miscommunication. I don't know. But Nikki got the win regardless, and... That one's going to be one that's going to be talked about for a while because it's, you don't, I mean, you can't go back and watch the match and you'll see what I mean. It's a controversial call that I don't know, you know, to me, she did kick out before the ref hit his hand three, but the, I don't know. I couldn't see. So it's hard to tell. In my opinion, Tamina kicked out. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see where this goes. Then we have, of course, Natalia versus Rhea Ripley. We knew this was going to happen. We knew that, you know, that this was going to happen. That they, you know, split them up, give them both an opportunity to see what they could do against each other. And Natalia's bound and determined to beat Rhea at her own game. We all know that Natalia's capable of it. She's part of the Heart Foundation. We know she thinks just like, you know, her family. They're, she survived the Heart Dungeon. What can I say? This girl is good at what she does. On the other side, Rhea has dominated NXT UK, and then she turned around and dominated NXT. I mean, come on, she took the title off Shayna Baszler. What does that say? What does that say about Rhea? These two competitors were really going to knock it out of the park, and they did. It was an incredible match between these two ladies. Not so controversial as Tamina's and Nikki's. It was kind of a fair, clean-cut, you know, answer, definitive answer who won, and of course it was Rhea Ripley. Was it easy for Rhea? Was not easy for Rhea at all. She had a very tough time getting past Natalia. I get that. 
going to be interesting to see where this goes. But like I told you guys, I see it. I see it coming. I see that train heading straight for those tag team titles. And it's going to be interesting to see if these girls can keep up what they've been doing thus far in beating Natalia and Tamina. It's going to be interesting. Now, we're going to rewind back to 9-6. And we have Nikki, Ash, and Rhea Ripley versus Natalia and Tamina. This is a non-title match. Again, we're getting to see where this is going, where this is heading. And it's a heck of a fight between these ladies. It's a heck of a fight. And keep in mind, this is a championship contenders match. If these ladies can pin these girls, they get an opportunity for those tag titles. Somewhere down the road, they'll get it. It could be Extreme Rules. It could be after Extreme Rules. We don't know. And with the Superstar sh Shake-Up coming, they may not even get it at all. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. And it's a great match. It really is. And, of course, Rhea and Nikki do win that match. This feud is getting good. This feud is getting really, 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 really good. I love Nikki and Rhea together. They're really showcasing what they can do. And I love it. I absolutely love it. Now we get Moist TV, of course, with John Morrison. And his guest on Moist TV is Karrion Cross. I know you guys are like, you're laughing. Of course I am, because the dumbest thing you could ever do is put Carrie and Cross on your show. We all know what Carrie and Cross is capable of. We've seen what the Doomsday Suicida can do. We've seen how he dominated NXT, and we see how he started to dominate Raw. And you're going to put him on your show? Have you lost your mind? Have you hit your head? Did Miz knock a screw loose when he, you know... Beat you that one night? What the heck? You know, what's going on? Why would you bring Carrion on there? That's why I laughed about it. Because it's dangerous to bring Carrion on there. But he has Carrion anyways. Carrion, you can tell, is not happy to be there. He doesn't want to be on a talk show. He don't want to be there. He's not. He's all about fighting. He's not about talking. That's not his thing. Promos, yes. Sitting down in a chair and answering one-on-one -on -one questions with John Morrison. No. That's not Carrion Cross's thing. Not interested in it. Doesn't want to be there. And you can tell. And he's being a little sarcastic. But then he lets him know. He's planning to make him hurt severely. Morrison isn't getting what he's trying to say. Morrison thinks, oh, he's playing with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ain't going to hurt me. You're not going to attack me. No, 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 no. You're not going to attack me. Morrison just doesn't get it. So Carrion makes it perfectly clear. Crystal clear. That he wants John Morrison. That he makes it perfectly clear. That he wants Morrison. And guess what? Next match. Carrie Cross versus John Morrison. Who didn't see that one coming? Morrison just didn't understand what Carrie was trying to say. I'm going to. I want you in the ring. And I'm going to tear you apart. <laughs> what part of that dude do you not get? He wants to fight you. Did you not see that coming? Did there, were there no warning signs? Hey, he's going to want to fight you. This match is a Carrion Cross brutal match. I mean, it is brutal. Carrion does defeat John Morrison. We saw that coming. We knew it was coming. There was no question. No hesitation. We knew it was going to happen. So then we flip back to 913. Mansoor and Ali. And Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods versus AJ and Almost and Mace and T-Bar in an eight-man tag team match. This is set up from last week. This is set up from last week. 
And it's an, it's, it's an absolute brutal match. Oh my gosh, it's an absolute brutal match. I mean, brutal, guys. It is a, I mean, we knew this was coming. We knew this was going to happen. I mean, it was, it, it's a nasty matchup between these. I mean, back and forth, absolute brutal. I'm telling you guys, it, because of what happened in the tag team turmoil match, we knew that they were going to do this. We knew that this was going to happen. I mean, it, 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 it's, it's not for the faint of heart is all I'm going to say about this. It's not something that you would, you know, want to watch. I mean, if you want to go watch it, go ahead. But I'm telling you right now, it's not pretty. Give me just a second while I take care of something and I'll be right back. Sorry, guys, I had something I had to take care of. But like I said, this isn't a match that's very, you know, this is a match that we knew was coming. Because if we're in a tag team turmoil match, we knew this was going to happen. Of course, it is a brutal match. And Mace, T-Bar, AJ, and almost do win that match. It's absolutely brutal, guys. It is brutal. I'm not even going to go into it. It's absolutely brutal. If you want to go check it out, go check it out. But... This was building. We knew this was going to, we knew this was building because of what happened to the tag team turmoil match. So we knew it was going to happen. Wasn't a surprise. Now, let's rewind back to 9-6. World Women's Championship match. Charlotte Flair versus Nia Jax. I told you guys. Y'all know, y'all know, already know what happened because of what happened with Shayna. But I'm going to tell you guys, this match was absolutely brutal. I was pretty sure Nia had this one. I was pretty, you pretty sure she had this one because Nia's just, she's a powerhouse. When you put Nia in the ring, she's a powerhouse. And Nia just, she brutally, brutally beat the heck out of Charlotte. Of course, Shayna come out. Shayna caused a distraction. The distraction cost Nia the match. Charlotte Flair retains. Plain and simple. Easiest way to say it. Alexa comes and invites Charlotte to her playhouse. Her little playground. And Charlotte says no. So Alexa, Alexa asks her, do you have uh, any idea what it's like to be you know, cooped up with a crazy person like Lily? And uh, she says, oh, wait, of course you do. You're a flair. I love Alexa right now. I absolutely love Alexa right now. I mean, I really do. She's absolutely incredible. She says, but if you're <clears throat> not going to come to the playground, well, we can come to you if you like. The lights go out, and when Charlotte's sitting there behind her is Alexa and Lily. When Charlotte asks her, what do you want? Alexa points. At the Raw Women's Championship. Points right at Charlotte's little championship on her shoulder like, I want this. That's what I want. That's what I'm after. Charlotte says, you want this? Fine. But remember, this isn't your playground. This is mine. I told you guys, we know what Extreme Rules is going to be Charlotte versus Alexa for the Raw Women's Championship. Don't count Lily out of this. We all have a feeling Lily's going to play some part in this. We just don't know where she's going to play a part. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with Lily, Alexa, 
and Charlotte at Extreme Rules. I'm loving this storyline. I'm loving that they're that they've got something new for Charlotte. It's not the same storyline over and over and over again. Same people on the chessboard. They've added a new piece. And I like that. I like that they're doing that. It gives Charlotte a little bit more variety of people to face. And I like that. I absolutely like that they're doing this. So then we get Reggie versus Akira Tozawa. We, I am so sick of this. I am so sick of this whole thing with Reggie. I'm, you know, 24-7 championship should be around. In my opinion, it should be back with our truth. I'm so sick of seeing this because it's the same storyline over and over and over again. Reggie flips over something. Reggie does some cool little move and he manages to retain his title. So sick of it. Absolutely sick of the storyline. Some of you guys may like it. I don't. In the beginning, it was something fresh. It was something new. But now you're just playing it to death. And I'm done with it. I'm absolutely done with it. Let's move on. Something bigger and better. I can't deal with this. I just don't. Just Some of you may like it. I just don't. And that's your opinion. You can voice it on my social media. If you like it, hey. If you don't, hey. But I just, I'm not for it anymore. It's just getting old. Of course, y'all know Reggie did retain. Who didn't see that one coming? But he did. Who, who, who didn't know that? Rewind, fast forward to 9-13. Guys, I've told you guys how I feel about Karrion Cross and how killer Karrion Cross can be. We've seen him on NXT. We know how dominant this man can be. He produces a killer promo. One that I'm telling you, you need to go watch. This guy could seriously be a threat to anyone that has a title right now. Whether they be on Raw or whether they be on SmackDown. He can be a serious threat. He can also be a great asset coming up on the Superstar Shakeup. He could be a really good asset for either Fox or USA. It's going to be interesting to see where Karrion Cross ends up. The superstar shakeup. But as of right now, he's a serious threat to anyone holding a title right now. Anyone. Because this man has made I mean, this man has made it perfectly clear. He dominated NXT. You can only imagine what he's gonna do if he gets his hands on a title on any title on Raw or on SmackDown. He's gonna be seriously serious serious person to contend with. It's gonna be interesting to see, but like guys, like I said, it was a killer promo. Absolutely killer killer. Karrion Cross is doing a great job. He's absolutely fantastic and he's I'm telling you, he's one Everyone needs to watch, especially when it comes to the Superstar Shakeup. Because, like I said before, it's going to be interesting to see where he falls, whether he stays on Raw or whether he goes to SmackDown. Because you remember in the Superstar Shakeup, if you don't get picked for, for Raw or SmackDown, you become a free agent, which means you can bounce back and forth between the two shows. Heck, you can go to NXT if you choose to. It doesn't matter. You're a free agent, you can go anywhere within WWE. Going to be interesting to see where this man falls when it comes to who's going to grab him in the Superstar Shake-Up. We're going to have to wait and find out. So then let's go back to 9-6. The tag team turmoil continues. I told you guys it was going to continue because of what happened with Mason T-Bar. So now we have the New Day versus Mansoor and Ali. Incredible match. 
for having what went through what happened to these guys and what they went through at the hands of Mason T-Bar, they still do a great job. And keep in mind, New Day has been going through this the entire time. They have literally been through, you know, through four matches. They were going into their fifth. And they still are, even after what Mason T-Bar did to them, they're still, they still do an incredible job. Absolutely amazing match between these two teams. Of course, Mansoor and Ali get eliminated. They get took out. So now we've been through five matches. We're going into our sixth, our sixth match. And their next opponents happen to be AJ Styles and Almas. Now you have a problem because the stakes have been raised even higher for New Day. And it's going to get even tougher with AJ and Almas in this match. It's not going to be easy. And it's, it's not going to get any easier if they can get past AJ and Almas. We found out that MVP and Bobby Lashley have been added to this. <laughs> we know the reputation of, a of Bobby Lashley and MVP when it comes to the New Day. We know what they can do. So it's not going to be pretty as to how this turns out if the New Day can get past AJ and Almost. And let me tell you, it's a nasty match between these two. It is absolutely nasty. Almost is always a factor in this. He's always a key factor in anything that he does. And it's absolutely a nasty match between these two. Of course... New Day finally gets eliminated by AJ and almost. Now it's gotten interesting because here comes MVP and Bobby Lashley. This is what I've been waiting for to see Lashley and almost against each other. These two behemoths are going to beat the heck out of each other. Can almost get past Lashley? Can AJ get past MVP? Who's going to face RK-Bro for the titles? It's an interesting fight between these three. Amazing fight between these four competitors. Absolutely amazing fight. Absolutely amazing. They eliminate AJ Styles and almost MVP and Lashley win the whole shebang. For getting added in at the last minute, they did a great job. So now we know that it will be MVP and Bobby Lashley versus Randy Orton and RK Bro uh, versus RK Bro for the tag titles. We know this is going to happen. We know it's when it's going to happen. We don't know because we know on nine thirteen that was supposed to be the match, but they scratched it and decided to put Randy Orton versus Bobby Lashley. Going to be interesting to see where and when and when and where this match is going to happen between these teams. It's going to be interesting to see can Lashley and MVP get those titles off Randy and Matt? Can they? Can Randy get the title off Bobby Lashley on 9-13? Going to be interesting to see what happens. Going to be really interesting. Now let's go to 9-13. reason why I went to tag team turmoil to get to this is because I wanted you guys to understand. This is Randy Orton and Bobby Lashley's match. This is connected to what happened last week. So pay close attention. Because remember, Big E is threatening to cash in. So keep in mind, we got to watch out for Big E and what Big E might do. And keep in mind, MVP and Matt Riddle are going to be out there in their other team's court. So we're going to have to watch Riddle and MVP too. Main event time, guys. Main event time. WWE Championship match. Randy Orton with Matt Riddle versus Bobby Lashley. And, of course, MVP's out there. Will Big E cash in? Is it possible that he could cash in? Who's he going to cash in on? Who's going to win? Is he going to have a failed cash in or is he going to have a good cash in? We don't know. This match 
is brutal between Lashley and Randy. Absolutely brutal. It is a knockout, drag-out fight between two powerhouse, I mean powerhouse competitors. Not giving either one an inch. Not taking a mile. These two literally destroy each other. This match really should have been at Extreme Rules. Because it was an Extreme Rules match. It was that incredible. Absolutely amazing match between these two ta- these two boys. They did incredible. And like I said, you got to keep an eye on MVP and Matt Riddle because you don't know what they're going to do. It's an incredible match, guys. One that I highly, highly recommend you go check out on your social media because it is incredible. It is absolutely incredible. Randy Orton and Bobby Lashley do not disappoint. They really showcase what they could do. And like I said, this really should have been on Extreme Rules. It really should have been because it, they, these two boys deserved to shine on Extreme Rules like they did on Raw. They didn't, they, they just really did. They got cheated. They really got cheated. It was an incredible match. Absolutely incredible. But Bobby Lashley is still your Raw WWE Champion. Bobby Lashley retains. Now your head's on a swivel. Because we all know what Big E said. Your head is literally on a swivel. Randy Orton RK, RKO's MVP. MVP's down. Riddle's down. Bobby Lashley picks up Randy Orton after this match and puts him through the announce table. In the process of that, Lashley hurts his knee. And he's literally limping. You can see Lashley is in pain. I'm hitting the panic button because you guys know I love Bobby Lashley as a champion. I love him being the champion. He really truly is the the great champion. And he's hurt. And you can see it. The whole time you're sitting there going, okay, is this how it's going to end? Is this really how it's going to end? He takes out Riddle. He takes out Randy. Randy takes out MVP. This turns nasty. After he's hurt, he's in the ring. Biggie's music hits. Biggie comes down to the ring, hands that Cadillac briefcase over. He's cashing in on Bobby Lashley. You've got to be kidding me. The whole time I'm sitting there going, no, 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 not like this. Bobby's hurt. You can't. And Bobby's trying to explain to the ref, my knee's hurt. I can't do this. We can't. And you know, the ref's trying to talk to him. And Bobby's like, I can't do this. There's no way. I feel bad for Bobby. And I, you know, I feel bad because this shouldn't, this should not happen. You know, do the cash on later. Bobby's been through a grueling match. His knee is hurt. You've got to be kidding me. But then again, you got to think, guys, it's the Almighty. This guy does not take an injury lying down. He will bounce back, spring back, and take on anybody. So now we have a fight between Bobby Lashley and Big E. And this is a nasty little fight between these two. At one point, Big E literally hauls out on Lashley, hits him in the face, and Lashley turns around and goes, you've got to be, and he says the F word, the F bomb, kidding me, and goes at Big E. I was in shock. I mean, this fight was a grueling fight. I mean, he just got done with Randy, and now he's facing Big E. Absolutely incredible. But, we have a new WWE champion, guys. Big E finally gets the WWE Championship. The crowd went nuts. Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston come out. It is an incredible, incredible win. A milestone achievement for Big E. I was happy to see it 
happen. I was happy to see Big E finally get that title that he so mostly deserved. I was happy during the you know, New Days and they're celebrating New Days now back together. Yeah, I'm happy to see this. I'm happy to see Big E in that position. Very happy. On the other hand, on the flip side, I'm kind of sad for Bobby Lashley. But then again, I look at it this way. And you guys may disagree, but I look at it this way. And several other people that I know who watch wrestling with me all agree. Lashley and Roman have been carrying SmackDown and Raw for quite a while as champs. And they've been dominating at it. These two guys need a break. They've really been carrying this company through all this. And they really do need a vacation. So, to me, in my opinion... Do I think that I like the way that Bobby Lashley lost? No. Do I think that Bobby Lashley deserves a rematch for his title? Yes. But he also needs a just-deserved vacation. Let him have some time off. And that's maybe why they took Randy Orton and him off of Extreme Rules, was to give Lashley a chance to have a vacation and a chance to breathe, because he really has been carrying the company for a while. And I think that that was the best way to give Bobby Lashley some time to rest, so whenever he comes back, he can go after Big E for the title. I think, to me, that was fair. And on the flip side, you've got Roman versus Finn. I would like to see Big E versus Finn. That might be an interesting little thing, and it might give Roman a chance to rest. And then let Lashley and Roman get their rematches, let them both get their titles back, and let them go against each other at Survivor Series. That, to me, sounds absolutely an epic way to do it. So, I gotta give props to Bobby Lashley where the props is due, because he did do a, did a great job as Tramp. And he was a fantastic champ. And in my opinion, he will always be champ. But he does need a vacation. And it's a well-deserved, earned vacation. And I gotta say, congratulations to Big E for getting that title. Because it's deserved. It's well-deserved that you should get that title. It really is. It's very well-deserved. Big E deserved that title. And I'm happy to see him get to celebrate it kind of with a new day. I was happy to see that. That, that made me smile. So now let's go on to SmackDown. Four, nine ten and nine seventeen. So let's just jump right into nine seventeen, shall we? Roman Reigns comes out with the Usos and Paul Heyman. We knew he was going to come out. We were expecting. It. We knew it's Roman. He always comes out to shine. And of course, they're in Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, happy to see them. I mean, they're just up the road for me, so I like that. Absolutely incredible. But they're in Knoxville, Tennessee. Bianca Belair's hometown, and I absolutely yeah, the mayors. Everyone knows who the mayor is, Kane. We're you know, very excited to see that. And, of course, they come out, and they open the show, and they address last week the confrontation with Brock Lesnar. Heyman claims that for the first time in his life, he saw the fear in Lesnar's eyes when his music, when he, when he faced Roman Reigns. All of a sudden, in the middle of this whole promo, Big E's music hits on SmackDown. Oh, the Raw champion has come to SmackDown. Oh, this could get interesting. This could get good. And Big E walk, makes his way to the ring. The two men, Roman and Big E, pose with their belts. A kind of little ego trip between the two of them. They're kind of showing off just a little bit. And all of a sudden, Van Balor's music hits. And out comes the contender, for the challenger for Roman's universal title. Here he comes. Oh, Biggie's out there. I ain't scared. I'm going to come out there and prove I'm not scared of you. There's no fear of me whatsoever. 
And he gets on there, and the Usos still beating the heck out of Big E. And Finn, which sets up Big E and Finn Balor versus the Usos. This is an incredible match, guys. It is an incredible match between Big E and Finn Balor. They are and the Usos. These guys, I mean, I always wanted to see Finn Balor and Big E together, and it's an incredible match. And now, the Usos shine and bright like they always do. Of course, we know at Extreme Rules, they got to face the Street Profits for the uh, their tag titles. So this is a great little warm-up match to get them ready. It's an incredible match. An incredible match between these two. Absolutely an amazing fight. Of course, Big E and Finn Balor do win that title. Now, but they do win the match. They win the match. No big, no questions asked. The Usos get their butts whooped. Who didn't see that coming? Well, while this is going on, Roman and Heyman are in the back watching. Roman's always in the back when his cousins are fighting. He's always watching his cousins' matches. He, you know, basically, you know, to get a good idea, you know. Uh, and plus two, I'm pretty sure he was scouting Finn to see what Finn, see what Finn's made of. See if he can get any ideas on how to defeat Finn Balor at Extreme Rules. I'm pretty sure that's what he was just kind of feeling it out. Well, he looks at Heyman, and he asks Heyman if he had anything to do with what happened with Brock Lesnar. Did he know Brock Lesnar was going to be at SummerSlam? This is because of what Brock said in telling Roman or telling Roman that Heyman knew he was coming to SummerSlam. They're stirring the pot on Lesnar and Heyman. They're stirring the pot on this whole thing with Roman Reigns. Can Roman trust Heyman? Is he is he trustable? I mean, we know what Heyman's capable of. We saw what he's did. We've seen what he's done to CM Punk. We person he's ever managed, he normally eventually turns on. And Heyman swears he didn't know that Lesnar was coming to SummerSlam. And he swears. He says and that Lesnar lied when he said he did. And I don't know. Does he know? Did he know that Lesnar was coming? I mean, I don't know. That 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 is a question that remains to be known. And I'm pretty sure eventually we're going to find out. So now let's rewind back to 9-10 of SmackDown. Friday Night SmackDown, again, is from live from Madison Square Garden. And it opens again with, of course, Roman Reigns and the Usos and Paul Heyman. They're celebrating about being in Madison Square Garden. And, of course, we were told Brock Lesnar was going to show up. And he does. He comes out. He does not disappoint. He shows up. And he comes out. And for the first time in our entire, in his entire career, we hear Brock Lesnar speak. Normally, there's always Paul Heyman speaking for him. We rarely heard Lesnar speak. He laughed, he smiled, you know, stuff like that. He talked more with his fists than he did his mouth. So he speaks for the very first time. And it was exciting. It was actually exciting to hear Brock speak because normally we don't ever hear him talk. So to hear him talk, I was like, ooh, 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 got my attention. This is a different Brock Lesnar. I like this. And of course, like I said, for the first time in his career, he says, Heyman, Heyman knew. He knew I was going to be there. He goes, Heyman, tell him. Tell him that you knew I was going to be there. You knew I was going to be at SummerSlam. Roman is now questioning, like I said, from all this, from, you know, from 9, you know, 917, Roman's trying to figure out, did Heyman really know that Brock Lesnar was at SummerSlam? And Brock Lesnar says, yeah, he did. He knew I was here. Me and Brock, you know, me and Lesnar, Heyman and I had a talk. We talked about it. I told him I was coming. He knew I was going to be there. So Roman isn't sure who to trust. And Heyman's trying to explain to Roman, no, 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 no. I didn't know. I swear I didn't know. 
And from what I saw at SummerSlam, and all you can go back and watch when Brock Lesnar appeared, Heyman's face said it all. Heyman was in absolute shock. It's like he had seen a freaking ghost come back from the dead. He had never, in my opinion, either he's a heck of an actor or he really didn't know. I don't know which one it is. He was more shocked than Roman was to see Lesnar. So, I don't know. Like I said, he's either a heck of a good actor or he really didn't know. It remains to be seen what's going to happen. Roman walks out. He wants nothing to do with this confrontation. He doesn't want to deal with Brock Lesnar. He don't really care. And basically, Lesnar tells Heyman, you've got five seconds to accept my challenge. I want to face Roman Reigns for the Universal title. Who didn't see that coming? Who did not see that coming? We already know Finn Balor is going to face Roman in Extreme Rules. Are you going to tell me you're going to make it a triple threat match? Now, how would that be fair to Finn and Roman? That would be fair. And Heyman, of course, hesitates. He doesn't want to say it. And, you know, he tries, you know, tries not to talk. He gives it, and you see, you see Lesnar counting down. Five, four, three, two. He has to F5. Paul Heyman, well, he gets a Superman punch for his troubles. Rollins Superman punches Brock Lesnar, <laughs> dropping him to the ground. It was absolutely incredible to watch him do this. And those those start attacking. <clears throat> and they basically get took out. Roman has to make a decision. Does he want to face Brock Lesnar for the Universal title? Do we, do, you know, if he even keeps the Universal title of Extreme Rules? I mean, it could go to Finn. We don't know. I mean, we really don't know. And so it's going to be interesting to see. Roman's got all night to make an answer. So we're just going to have to wait and see. And we're going to have to wait and see how, what Finn's response is going to be to this. Because again, Finn has a match with Roman, and someone is putting their nose right where it doesn't belong in Finn Balor's match again. First we have John Cena, now we have Brock Lesnar. You can only imagine what Finn thinks about all this. He's not getting a fair shot because someone keeps sticking their nose where it doesn't belong. And to me, that isn't fair to Finn Balor. That's definitely not fair to Roman because Roman wanted to face Finn. Roman liked the challenge way back, you know, before, you know, the SummerSlam, and he really wanted to face Finn. And then John Cena stuck his nose where it didn't belong and took Finn's match. Now you've got Brock Lesnar sticking his nose where it doesn't belong and trying to take Finn's match yet again. To me, that's not fair to Finn. That's definitely not fair to Roman. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with this. Of course, we get Sami Zayn, Dolph Ziggler, Robert Roode, Apollo Crews, and Chad Gable versus Big E, Ray and Dominic, Rick Boogs, and Shinsuke Nakamura. This is an interesting matchup. Absolutely interesting fight between these the, uh, these competitors. I love every competitor on all, all the sides. Apollo Crews has amazed me. He's absolutely blown my mind. He's completely did a 180 from the way he was way back in. Way back then. He's absolutely incredible. Not to mention Dolph Ziggler, Robert Roode. They're amazing. Rick Boogs has even impressed me. Of course, I get a kick out of watching Pat McAfee every time Boogs comes out. It's like going to a mini rock concert. I love it. Like I told you guys, I wasn't sure how I would feel with McAfee being on commentary. But he's, he's impressed me. He's absolutely impressed me. I look forward to seeing what he's going to do every week. He doesn't disappoint. He aims to please. And it's an incredible match between these guys. 
absolutely incredible match. But of course, it does end with Dominic, Rey Mysterio, Big E, Rick Boogs, and Shinsuke Nakamura winning the match. It's a great match, guys. It's one I highly recommend you guys go and checking out because it's incredible. So then, fast forward to nine seventeen, and we have Rick Bo Rick Boogs versus Robert Roode. I told you this is getting interesting because if it isn't Rick Boogs and Robert Roode, it's Shinsuke Nakamura and Dolph Ziggler. I love this little setup with the Dirty Dogs and Boogs and Shin. I love it. It's absolutely incredible. It's a great match. It really is. It it doesn't doesn't fall flat, doesn't fall short. It's an incredible match. I really love it. It's amazing. Rick Boogs, of course, does win that match. After it, him and Shin are up there having a little mini concert, concert with Pat McAfee, and it's really cute, really cool. And out of nowhere, don't even know where these two popped up, Commander Aziz and Apollo Crews run in and attack Boogs and Shinsuke. I mean, just destroy them. I just absolutely, brutally destroy them. After it, Cruz makes it perfectly clear. He wants a rematch against Shinsuke Nakamura for his Intercontinental title. Okay, Apollo deserves the rematch. He really does. He's not been able to enforce, you know, reinvoke his rematch clause. It's about time that he got to face it. Is it going to be at Extreme Rules? Is it going to be on SmackDown? Will Shinsuke retain? Will Rick Boogs and Commander Aziz play a part in it? I don't know. I have no idea what's going to happen. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. After that, of course, we see Big E, and he's confronting Paul Heyman in the back and lets him know whether it's Reigns, Balor, or Lesnar, he'll face him at Survivor Series head on. Usos, of course, attack and take out Big E, absolutely destroying Big E, which sets up. On Monday Night Raw this week, it will be the New Day versus the Bloodline. This is going to be interesting because now Roman's coming to Raw. You can only imagine how loud of a pop that man is going to get coming back to Raw. We've not seen Roman on Raw in a long time. So this is going to be interesting to see these teams go against each other on Monday Night Raw. It's going to be really interesting and I'm excited to see what's going to happen on Monday Night Raw. Ray, let's go back to 9-10. And the EST and Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair, the EST. And, of course, Becky Lynch are having their contract signing. We know that Bianca Belair is going to get her rematch for the SmackDown Women's Championship at Extreme Rules against Becky Lynch. I love the man right now. She's absolutely on fire right now. And I love her. Not to take anything away from Bianca Belair because Bianca Belair is standing up for herself. This woman is really showcasing what she can do. She is really showing what kind of an in-ring competitor she really is. And I agree that that was kind of crappy of them to bring Becky Lynch back into Pinner in 26 seconds. To me, that wasn't fair to Bianca Belair. But then again, it's Becky Lynch. What did you expect was going to happen? I mean, hello, we're not stupid. We knew it was going to happen. But it's an incredible little confrontation between the two of them. The contract signing, as all contract signings, is a mess. Going to be interesting to see what happens between these two at Extreme Rules. And will Becky retain or will Bianca get it back? It's going to be interesting. And like I said, this, this is a great matchup. This is a great challenge for Bianca Belair. I mean, it's a really good challenge for her. And I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen. 
So then we get Edge versus Rollins part two. I told you guys I was concerned about this. I was highly concerned about Edge taking on Seth Rollins. We know what kind of a lethal machine Seth Rollins can be. With that being said, we saw what he went through at SummerSlam, and it can, it can get worse. It can get really worse for either one of them. And all I'm going to say to this, and I'm going to say this once, if you want to go on there to watch it, go ahead. But I'm telling you, this match is not for the faint of heart. It is absolutely, I mean, you may not want to go watch this at all. It's not a pretty match. It is one that will literally... You just be sitting there going, <gasps> like in complete shock, because this match is absolutely brutal. It is a brutal, nasty match, and the ending to it will just pull at you. It will pull at your heartstrings so bad. If you are an Edge fan, do not watch this match, because if you can tell by my voice, Seth Rollins did win that match. It's not pretty. It is not pretty, because he, he did what he said he was going to do. He curb stomped him. And it's 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 not pretty. It is absolutely. I mean, they stretcher him out. You can see Seth in the ring when they're stretching him out. You know, conflicted Seth. You you can see it in Seth's eyes. It's that look of did I just do what I think I just did to a Hall of Famer? Did I really do this? You I mean even when they put him in the ambulance and Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville turn around and Seth standing there, you can still see it. It's like the lights are not on in Seth Rollins' mind. And you're trying to figure out what is going on in his head. It's You're seeing a metamorphosis. You're watching Seth change. And it's unbelievable to watch. But like I said, if you're an Edge fan, don't watch this. It's an absolutely brutal match. And it's not one that I recommend. It's not one that I would say I would watch because it's nasty. It's absolutely nasty, and it will pull at your heartstrings. I promise you, it really will. It's it's brutal. It's absolutely brutal. So then let's go back to 917, and we got Happy Corbin versus Kevin Owens. Well, that match never happens, because Baron Corbin comes out and attacks Kevin Owens before the match even gets started. He absolutely just destroys Kevin Owens. Absolutely. He totally slams him on the ring apron. We don't even get to see the match. I think they're getting ready to set up Corbin versus Kevin Owens at Extreme Rules. So I think that's where it's heading. It's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen. Now, there are rumors, guys. These are rumors. It's not been confirmed or denied, so don't. Take this like a grain of salt. Take this like a grain of salt. We all know Kevin Owens' contract is coming up. It's coming up. It's coming up at the end of De December 31st. This is his last match. Or his last Contract day for WWE. The rumor is, and this has not been confirmed nor denied, so take it like a grain of salt, folks. The rumor is, is that Kevin Owens has not signed a new contract with WWE and that he's leaving after December 31st. If this is true, WWE could lose yet another strong competitor to AEW or Impact or New Japan. This could get nasty for WWE if they lose Kevin Owens. It could get really nasty. On the flip side, we've also heard Johnny Gargano's contract in NXT is coming up. And that same rumor is flying that Gargano has not signed either. So we could lose two highly anticipated competitors 
to another promotion. It's highly possible. Like I said, this is a rumor, guys. Grain of salt. Rumor. Nah, I'm not an inside source. I don't have any. I'm just going by what I've read. It's a rumor. We will have to wait and see what happens with Johnny Gargano and Kevin Owens and if they really are leaving WWE for good. Don't know. We're going to have to wait and see. It's going to be interesting. So this whole thing that I told you happened with Edge and Rollins. Rollins finally comes out to explain himself and to explain how he feels. And Rollins is brutal. He's absolutely brutal. I mean, he's absolutely. Beth Phoenix on NXT said it best when she said he's at home, and what Seth did was absolutely deplorable. I'm with Beth Phoenix on it. That match last week on SmackDown was absolutely. I mean, it was great in the beginning, but then the ending was just absolutely awful. I I I felt for Beth Phoenix. I felt for her big time, and. You know, Rollins goes on talking about what Beth said and blah, 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 blah. Well, classic Seth Rollins. That's what we expect from Seth Rollins. You know, it's what we, it's, it's just how the architect rolls. That's how he's always been. I mean, they call him the visionary, and we expect that. Of course, he looks like he's in a space suit. And if you guys are wondering what the heck, he's wearing silver. A silver suit. And silver shoes. He looks like he's in a space suit. He looks like Spaceman Rollins is what he looks like. But not to take it away from Rollins. Rollins still looks incredible. But he looks like a spaceman. You'll have to go look to believe me. It's absolutely interesting. But Rollins asked everyone what did they think was going to happen when he got his hands on Edge. What did he think was going to happen? He said it was all, It was clear. After everything the Edge put him through, what did he think he was going to do? You all laugh when he put good drop goo on me. Y'all laugh when he did. You know, of course we did because we're Edge fans. We stand for Edge. Not to say that I'm not a Seth Rollins fan. I am. I love Seth Rollins. And I knew this feud was going to get nasty. And I knew it was going to get ugly. I was expecting it. But to say the same thing, I was also expecting, you know, Edge to get a little brutal too. And after what he did, I, you know, I'm expecting something bad. Of course, Seth. Challenges Edge for one final match because we know they're one to one. There's going to have to be a rubber match to determine who's going to be, you know, the top competitor between the two of them. I'm telling you right now, that might have been a mistake on Seth's part because we all know what happened when Ro when Randy did the same thing. Randy challenged Edge for one more match after two, and Edge put Randy down. I can only imagine, and you got to think of what Seth did to Edge in Madison Square Garden. And we all know that Brood Edge came out at SummerSlam. So you can only imagine in your mind's eye, and we all know how Edge is, what Edge is going to come up with next. We could see, we all know Edge has a darker side than the Brood. We all remember the Raven days, where he used to sit up in the rafters. We weren't sure what he was going to do. Edge is a master manipulator. We know what he's capable of. So if he accepts Seth's challenge, Seth could find himself backed into a dark corner in a place he's never been to that might literally scare the living daylights out of him. He's never fought this, fought this kind of edge. He's never faced this kind of edge. And an edge who is mad, who is ticked off, you can only imagine what's going to happen with Seth Rollins. I'm kind of hoping that Edge accepts the challenge because I would like to see what Edge is going to do to Seth. I would like to see, can he do it again after what he did to Randy? Randy learned the hard way. Seth's going to have to learn the hard way. And it's not going to be pretty. I mean, could Seth pull it off? Yes, it's possible. But then again, 
Edge could actually completely and absolutely scare Seth Rollins to his breaking point. And the only other times that we've seen Seth Rollins scared was when he faced The Fiend and when he faced Finn Balor, a.k.a. The Demon. That is the only two times I think I have ever seen Seth Rollins really scared out of his mind. So you can only imagine what he's going to see when if Edge accepts the challenge. I'm interested to see what happens. So then we get Liv Morgan and Tony Storm versus Carmella and Zelina Vega. We all know this fight between Tony, between Liv Morgan and Carmella has been going on for a while. And Liv deserves to get that. She deserves to get some revenge on Carmella. Because Carmella has been stealing her thunder since day one. Carmella claimed, I'm the most beautiful woman in WWE. Really? Well, that's not fair to Zelina Vega and every year. Charlotte Flair, Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Rhea Ripley. The list goes on and on, and you're saying you're prettier than all of them? Really? Carmella, you're beautiful. Don't get me wrong. You are. But you're not the most beautiful woman in WWE. There are other women that are prettier than you, and I hate to inform you of that. But if you want to call yourself that, fine. Fine and dandy. Go for it. Then you put it with Zelina Vega, and we know how dangerous Vega can be. We all know how dangerous Vega can be. Think about who Vega is with off screen, and you'll know. Vega can tap into those dark places that her husband taps into, and she can get downright nasty. So you put her against Liv Morgan, and Liv Morgan can tap into the same dark places. Tony Storm, on the other hand, she has never faced Carmilla and Zelina Vega. So it's a whole new ball game. We know what Tony Storm's capable of. I mean, come on, she's a former NXT UK champion. We know what she's capable of. We saw what she could do against Kylie Ray. So we know what she's capable of, but can she take on Carmilla and Zelina? And can her and Liv Morgan coexist in the same spot and be able to be a good team? Oh, it's an incredible match. It is absolutely incredible match between these two, these four ladies. Absolutely amazing. I stand by it. But the most amazing part, as Liv Morgan throws her into the ring post, her face contacts that ring post. Face first, right, I mean, boom, right down the center. Carmella claims, oh, my nose is grabbing over her nose. Zelina immediately gets out because Zelina's concerned. We're all concerned because, it's, I mean, after what happened with Sheamus, you know, that thought, oh, did she break her nose? That's the thought you have. And, what, I mean, after what happened with, you know, Mandy Rose on NXT, that thought runs in your mind. Did she break her nose? And Zelina's trying to help her and check her out, make sure she's okay and she's screaming. Zelina's trying to get her back, at least upon the ring rope, so they can finish the match. Carmella won't listen. She's screaming. They get counted out. Liv Morgan and Tony Storm win the match. After the match... Morgan keeps saying, all right, you've dodged me. You've ducked me. You've managed to get around me, Carmella. No. I challenge you to a match at Extreme Rules. Ooh. Carmella and Liv Morgan? This could get interesting. Will, Selena, will she accept the challenge? What was Selena Vega thing? whole time, Tony Storm's back there laughing because Tony Storm knows Carmella's a little whiny baby trying to duck her. We're not stupid, and Zelina got cheated out of a win, and to me, that was not fair to Zelina Vega. Of course, later on, we find out Carmilla didn't break her nose. Her nose is perfectly fine. Zelina even tells her, yeah, your nose is fine. You're okay, and Carmilla accepts Liv Morgan's challenge. But Zelina Vega lets Pierce and DeVille know that she has to go through her first. 
So it's going to be interesting to see on SmackDown next week. Can Liv Morgan get past the devious and dangerous diva known as Selena Vega? Can she get past her? She has to to get to Carmella. It's the only way. Going to be interesting to see. And see if Carmella gets involved in it. And if we might see Tony Storm too. That could get interesting if Tony shows up. That could get really interesting. So then we go on to Sami Zayn versus Dominic Mysterio. How many times are we going to have to see Sami Zayn versus Dominic Mysterio before we're done with this? And of course, Rey Mysterio is out there. He's acting like, you know, one of those baseball fathers that are right there with their kid going, oh, come on, you know, you can. It's getting annoying. It's really getting annoying. And I know it's driving Dominic crazy. I'm sick of this Sami Zayn Dominic storyline. I'm over this. I'm done with it. Let's move on. Let's let's let Dominic show what he can really do instead of using Dominic the way you're using him. It's getting ridiculous. But of course, again, Sami Zayn defeats Dominic Mysterio. Who did not see that coming? It's getting ridiculous. Storyline's getting old. Let's move on. I'm done with it. So let's rewind back. To nine tens SmackDown, and we get the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match: the Street Profits versus the Usos. This is an incredible match. I told you guys we know they're going to be facing each other. Extreme Rules for the titles. It's incredible. It's an incredible match between the Street Profits and the Usos. And you can tell these four teams are hungry. They are very hungry for those titles. It's incredible. It's an amazing match. The Street Profits, of course, went by DQ. They don't get the titles, but they win by DQ. And that's because Roman comes and takes them out. Then he answers Brock Lesnar's challenge. Finally! Roman is going to answer Brock Lesnar's challenge. And he tells Brock, I'm going to smash you. I'm going to whoop you. I'm going to beat you all over this ring. After I'm done with Finn Balor. He lets him know that he's going to give Finn the match first. Then afterwards, if, if, if Finn manages to not squeak by, which... In Roman's mind, he's not going to. He didn't before. He's not going to now. If you're lucky, I'll face you. And I will smash you. And I will break you. And I will destroy you in this ring. After I'm done with Finn Balor. Thank you, Roman, for giving Finn his fair match. After he says that, the lights in Madison Square Garden go out. Pitch black. Roman's trying to figure out what's going on. The Usos are trying to figure out what's going on. We know this isn't Brock Lesnar. We don't know what's going on. The fans are going nuts. All of us are trying to figure out and up above, right above Roman. Now remember last week. Last week guys, when Roman defeated Finn Balor, he walked out of the ring and we saw the lights turn red. What did I tell you guys Who's the only person other than the fiend that does red lights? The demon. That's I mean, everybody who's hinting to it. Could it be the demon? Could could that have been a hint? When Roman looks up there, I'm not kidding you guys, above his head, it looks like a firestorm swirling and moving. You see lightning hitting the ground. It gets really, the entire arena is blood red. It is insane. Up at the top of the entrance ramp, guys, is the smoke. And that heartbeat, boom, boom. We know what that is. Fans are going nuts. I know what that is. Those of you out there on social media, in my, you know, my podcast crowd know exactly. When we hear that heartbeat, we know what that is. And out of the smoke 
comes the Demon King. He's not facing Finn Balor at Extreme Rules. Oh, no, 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 no. He's facing the Demon. And it's absolutely incredible. The crowd goes nuts. I went nuts because I've been waiting for WWE to bring him back. I've been waiting for WWE to get... And he looks absolutely incredible. He crawls across that floor, comes up into that ring, and stands face-to-face with Roman Reigns. In Roman Reigns' entire career, this man has never faced the Demon King. The only other person that has ever faced the Demon King in their, within the shield itself has been Seth Rollins. And Rollins can tell you, when the Universal title is on the line, the Demon will whoop your butt. Keep in mind, guys, remember, the last time that Universal title was on the line, it was Seth Rollins versus the Demon, and who won that match? The Demon. Interesting. Now the stakes have gotten even more darker. Now the stakes have gotten high. Roman is now face-to-face with a ghost that he is ne- a man he's never faced. And when Finn taps into that demon inside him, he's a totally different competitor. He's a brutal competitor that is very hard to keep up with. And he can beat you when he's in that state of mind. So you can only imagine what is going to happen. Later on at 917, he makes sure Roman gets the message. He makes sure that Roman gets it, that yes, you're you're looking at Finn Balor right now, but that's not who's going to be facing you for the Universal title. It's going to be the Demon. And you're, it, this is like a totally different ballgame, guys. We're talking about something that Roman has never faced. Something that Ro- Roman's going to have to tap into his primal instincts. He's going to have to tap into some places, some dark places that Roman Reigns is not used to going to, to be able to get past Finn. To get past the demon, because this is different. Balor is different from Finn. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. It's really going to be interesting to see, can Roman take on Finn? Can he take on the demon? Can he defeat the demon? Going to be interesting to see what happens here. Now let's go back to 917 to finish out SmackDown for 917. Bianca Belair is taking part in her hometown celebration. She is from Knoxville, Tennessee. She did graduate from the University of Knoxville. Very excited to see her. UTK, great college, love it. Of course, Glenn Kane Jacobs comes out. He is the mayor of Knox County, and he comes out to present Bianca Belair with a key to the county. I love it. Bianca does a little promo about how she's going to be Becky Lynch and bring you know bring the title home. And of course, Kane tells her if she does, we'll have bring it back here and we'll have a big celebration and da da da. But then Belair says, what a heck of a way to end this. Her family is there, and so are her friends. Why don't we all start singing Rocky Top? And she gets ready to start singing it while Becky comes out. Becky interrupts her, and Lynch says, look, I haven't come to steal your you know, your thunder, Belair. Uh, you know, I'm going to give you the respect where the respect is due tonight. I'm going to give it to you because this is your hometown. I'm going to get... Gotta give props to the man. She's actually trying to be fair and be nice about it. And say, look, I'm going to give you respect. I'm going to give you a moment in the sun. I'm not going to steal it. I've just never been to one of these celebrations. And I kind of wanted to see what it was all about. I get that. I completely and absolutely get that. And that's what she tells her. I just wanted to know what they were about. She goes, look, unlike at SummerSlam and Extreme Rules, this is your night. But tonight, 
But at, you know, when it comes to Extreme Rules, it won't be your night. Just like at SummerSlam, it won't be your night. Tonight is your night. But Extreme Rules at SummerSlam, it won't be your night. It'll be my night. And she, you know, she goes, but look, to be all fair, she puts her hand out and offers to shake Belair's hand. Well, Belair, of course, shakes her hand. And when Becky goes to walk away, <laughs> Belair doesn't break her grip. Becky tries three times to walk away from Bianca, and Bianca tightens that grip like, no way. You're not leaving. You interrupted my celebration. This isn't happening. Not in my hometown. Not in front of my hometown crowd. It ain't happening. Well, guess what? Becky, she tries to hit Becky with a kiss of death. Becky reverses it and turns it into a manhandle slab and takes out Bianca Belair in front of the entire Knoxville crowd to end SmackDown. This is going to be interesting. I mean, it really is. This is going to be an interesting little setup between Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair. I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen. On the flip side, on the other side involving the Universal title, going to be another interesting little few, little thing between Balor, a.k.a. the Demon King, versus Roman. You've got some really good setup matches for SmackDown. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens at Extreme Rules. On the other side with Raw, you've got Alexa Bliss versus Charlotte. That's going to be another good one. You've got the Usos versus you know, Street Profits. That's going to be a good one. There's going to be some really good matches. Liv Morgan versus Carmella. Looking forward to that one. The question that I have, and the question that a lot of you are probably going to have, and I'm probably going to see it pop up on my social media, what's going to happen with the WWE title? Who's going to face Big E? Is Bobby Lashley going to return? Is Big E getting the night off? What's going to happen? This is going to be interesting because this is a question. Because remember, guys, Extreme Rules is one week away. It's next Sunday. So the question's going to be, is Big E and the WWE Championship even going to be in Extreme Rules at all? What other matches could we see? You know, because after Extreme Rules, of course, it's Crown Jewel. After Crown Jewel, we have Survivor Series. So we've got to, you know, figure out how are we going to set this up? How are we going to do this? We know Roman's going to face Brock Lesnar at Crown Jewel. That's already been announced. But will it be for the Universal title? Will Roman even have the Universal title come Crown Jewel? We don't know. Will it change? Will it be the Demon versus Lesnar? We don't know. It's going to be interesting to see where WWE goes with this and how they set up Extreme Rules, Crown Jewel, and Survivor Series. Because we all know Survivor Series, of course, is Raw versus SmackDown. Of course, we have the Superstar Shakeup coming up, too. So we don't know where anybody's going to end up after this. We don't know what storylines are going to get changed, what teams might get broke apart, who's going to end up where. Will the WWE title stay on Raw? Will it go to SmackDown? We don't know. Things are changing in WWE, and all eyes in the next couple of weeks are going to be on WWE and what, how they set up these pay-per-views and what happens with the Superstar Shakeup. All eyes are going to be on that and what's going to happen and how it's going to change. You know, the events was Crown Jewel and the events was Last Survivor Series. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Again, guys, I want to thank y'all so much for listening because, like I said. You guys make the magic happen. You guys are the ones that, you know, listen to my show every two weeks and, you know, give me your feedback. And like I said, get on my social media. Tell me what you guys think. It does not have to be about WWE per se. It can be about anything you guys want to talk about. I'm willing to listen. Even if you want to talk about the Demon versus Roman, I'd love to hear your opinion on that one. It's going to be interesting to see. Uh, we'll see what you guys have to say. 
Again, get the word out. Tell all your friends who are wrestling fans about In the Ring with Brandy. Let's spread the word. Let's get this podcast to be huge, to be a global phenomenon. Let's do this, guys. Let's make this happen. Again, do not forget. Next next podcast week, I am going to have the pay-per-view extravaganza for Extreme Rules and Vic Impact's Victory Road. So do not miss out on that. Make sure you tune in because I promise you, all the answers that we have are going to be right there for you guys to hear and you can voice your opinions that way. Again. Give me a shout out on my social media. Follow me on my social media, on my Facebook, on my Twitter at Wrestling Nights, Nights Ending with a Z, and on my Instagram at In the Ring with Brandy. And again, guys, do not miss out on the next podcast week for the pay per view extravaganza for Impact's Victory Road and Extreme Rules. And let's find, let's get these answers. Let's find out what's going to happen. And also, I will cover the Superstar Shakeup. So you don't want to miss that one either. Again, guys, I want to thank y'all so much for listening. Listening, and we'll see you next time with more in the ring action. Have a wonderful night.